Hello folks, welcome to another episode for Formula 1 Merit Podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about the Formula 1 Portuguese Grand Prix. So the Portuguese Grand Prix probably wasn't that exciting or fascinating as the earlier two Grand Prix which we have had in Imola and Bahari. But still, it was quite decent enough and if we consider an average race across the whole of Formula 1 season, it I would say it was quite decent and quite good because we got to see overtakes, not just in the midfield, but also for the lead of the race as well. So it was pretty decent. So we'll talk about the uh, the race drivers and the order in which they finish the race and we'll talk about them and we'll also touch upon some other points as well. So let's talk about the podium first of all. So we got to see quite a familiar podium with Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen and Valtteri Bottas finish on, on the podium. So I believe like I read somewhere that it is one of the most consistent podiums which we have seen in the hybrid season. So that is pretty good. Although it is slightly boring for the viewers because we always expect to see some new face on the podium and some new person and getting up on the top step of the podium. Monza 2020, that's what I remember right now. But still, since Mercedes and Red Bull clearly have an advantage, it has to be crazy, crazy race for someone else to actually finish up on the podium. Anyways, so let's talk about Lewis Hamilton. So another supreme performance, sublime performance from him on the race day. He qualified Q2 on the race grid on Saturday. So Valtteri Bottas definitely showing that he is uh, definitely not better than Lewis Hamilton but at least on pace with him in, in the on the one lap race. But still on the race day definitely Lewis Hamilton is one of the best drivers on the grid right now. So one of the things which actually separates him from other drivers is his actually strategy and planning ahead which he does on when to conserve his tires, when to attack. He knows that he will get the opportunities later later on in the race as well. So he's not too aggressive in the first lap. He knows that if he can get the first lap quite cleanly, he'll be able to actually get uh, positions later on in the race as well. So he's not overly aggressive in the first lap, although uh, first lap is the place where you get lot many opportunities to actually uh, like uh, actually pick up the pace and actually gain some positions. But still, he is not overly aggressive. He knows that if he can conserve the tires in a better way, he'll get opportunities later on. And he knows when to attack, when to race, whether he should actually attack after the pit stop or whether he should attack before it. So that presence of mind is something which actually differentiates him from other drivers, even uh, Verstappen as well. Who Probably we can argue that he is slightly faster than Lewis Hamilton on draw pace. We can argue it's disputable. But I believe over the course of a season, especially on the race as well, Lewis Hamilton is definitely better driver. There's no match uh, of Lewis Hamilton with any of the drivers right now, simply because he is able to strategize the race ahead. He is able to plan the race ahead. He knows when to attack, when to defend, how the race would pan out so that it always works in his favor. So let's talk about uh, Verstappen now. So I believe Verstappen couldn't have changed the outcome of uh, the race much, even if he made no mistakes. I believe he drove a flawless race. I don't see, didn't see any mistakes from his side. It's just that Mercedes, I believe, is slightly faster than Red Bull right now, because of which uh, Verstappen isn't able to challenge for the race win. I believe, like slowly, it is dawning on both Red Bull as well as Verstappen that they are in for a championship fight. It has been quite a few years since they were fighting for the world title or world championship but i believe 
दिस इज फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम लाइक इट्स स्लोली डाउनिंग डाउनिंग ऑन हिम दैट दे कॉन्ट अफोर्ड टू मेक एनी मिस्टेक्स इवन द स्लाइटेस्ट डिटेल्स दे नीड टू कॉन्स्टर एंड दे नीड नॉट गिव इवन एन इंच टू मर्सिडीज आई बिलीव दैट वी सॉ सम ऑफ द मिस्टेक्स बाई वैपन और लाइक आई वुड से रेडबुल एज अ टीम इन जनरल बिकॉज दे didn't notice or didn't read through the rules properly and we got to see some of the discrepancies related to track limits i think that's one of the specialities of lewis hamilton that he is pretty detail oriented even the slightest of margins he believe he can gain he takes advantage of them he pushes the limits and the rule books to extreme limits and still gets away with it simply because he knows how much he can actually push it and take advantage advantage of the rules which have been laid out by the fia that thing i believe is missing in verstappen simply because he didn't actually cared about the track limits in the first two races and we saw again similar thing happening in the portuguese grand prix as well where he lost out on the fastest lap because he went wide on one corner and later on post the race he felt he said that he didn't believe that they were monitoring that corner which wasn't truly correct so those are some of the details which i believe both verstappen as well and red bull need to consider because they are losing some of the points on that especially if we consider that there there is not much points difference between the second position and third position second position gets 18 points and third position gets 15 points so that fastest lap has actually a greater contribution in the overall scheme of things especially if you are finishing second or third because verstappen despite a flawless race despite finishing second only gained a couple of points on valtteri bottas whereas the difference between the first position and second position is of 7 points which is quite great so definitely uh, red bull and verstappen needs to actually work properly in harmony keeping track of all these little details as well so that they don't actually miss out on any of the points still i believe like it was a flawless race from verstappen although like he qualified uh i believe on the, he qualified third on the grid i don't believe like uh, he could have done anything more than this because mercedes clearly seems to be slightly faster than red bull on the qualifying and uh, there were wind conditions were quite windy in q3 i believe like lot many drivers didn't actually uh, start didn't actually start the race on the correct positions which we have normally seen in the first two races both leclerc and norris slightly like started slightly lower down on the grid than they would have normally done so i wouldn't consider qualifying in portuguese grand prix to be quite representative simply because the conditions were quite windy and not ideal so let's talk about valtteri bottas now so valtteri bottas is uh, the second driver in mercedes so definitely i don't think that he is quite happy with the performance which he has shown in the first three races and somehow there is a realization which is dawning on him that he will be replaced by the end of the season so i believe there is some realization which is going on in the back of valtteri bottas mind which is i think coming up in the performances as well but still it was a clean race for him especially considering the first two races which he had had so far so i believe that will give him some confidence to actually bring uh, or actually like show a better performance in the coming races especially like we got to see like he took a pole position in the portuguese grand prix which is great it has been quite some time since we have seen valtteri bottas in pole but it is good reminder to show that valtteri bottas is definitely one of the fastest drivers on the grid probably not the fastest but still he is ridiculously fast in qualifying on one lap pace one lap pace just that he needs to improve his tire management and 
strategizing the whole race on Sunday as well if he wants to actually be closer to Lewis Hamilton and not just allow uh, Verstappen or Perez to actually out out qualify and not out qualify but actually finish higher on the race day. Also there have been some other factors as well like there has been some luck also which uh, hasn't gone Bottas side but still I would uh, give some credit to Lewis Hamilton like despite some of the situations where luck is not on his side he makes the maximum out of it like in case of uh, the previous race although he made a mistake but still he didn't lose hope he gave the his best and he finished second whereas in other scenarios other driver might not be that mentally uh, strong enough to like reverse on the grid and still go for the uh, continue with the race and finish second so hats off to Lewis Hamilton for his brilliant performances although he doesn't get the driver of the day despite his brilliant performances because he is in a Mercedes and that's what is expected for a Mercedes to actually win the race but I believe like part of it is also because of the consistency which Lewis Hamilton has shown across his whole career like he has won the race in almost every season he has raced in and especially in the hybrid season he is always fighting for the race win or the podium so because of the consistency which he has shown that's why he is not able to win the driver of the day because people always want change and want to see a fresh face on the podium or on the race win but still I believe like driver of the day probably could have gone to Lewis Hamilton easily because of his flawless performance on the race day so let's move on to uh, Perez now so Perez uh, the second Red Bull driver so uh, it was quite a good race for him considering the previous race in Imola it was a clean race from him he started fourth on the grid so that's what Red Bull also wants they want a driver who is quite close to Verstappen so that they can both of their drivers can actually fight the Mercedes rather than just Verstappen actually fighting the Mercedes itself so it was quite a good change for uh, um, for Red Bull to see the second driver right alongside Verstappen and uh, starting the race on uh, P3 and P4 position although uh, Perez lost out on a few positions at the starting of the grid but I think he did a good enough job to actually uh, go long on the medium tires I believe like probably apart from Perez maybe Hamilton and Vettel could have done those things and Daniel Ricciardo as well he, he also can manage tires quite well so Perez considering the situation we, he was in he did quite a good job on the tires which he was given and on the strategy which Red Bull had put him through so it was quite a good performance for him although on the race pace he was pretty slow as compared to Verstappen so that is something definitely he would want to look at but on qualifying definitely he was good and like it was a step up from his previous performances and he drove a quite a clean race as well there wasn't any major flaws or any mistakes from his side on the race so I believe he would be quite pleased with his performance and after the race debrief and like noticing on where he could improve the race pace I believe he will come out stronger and he'll be on the podium step within a couple of races I believe so now let's talk about one of like two of the most consistent drivers of the season so far Norris and Leclerc both of the drivers are actually extracting the maximum out of the cars and they're constantly finishing in the top five and top six uh, on the race day and we have hardly seen them make any mistakes as well so that is pretty exciting to see McLaren and Ferrari battling it out at each other although McLaren has slightly is slightly a better car right now so definitely McLaren and 
Lando Norris has slightly pace advantage, but still, uh, both of these drivers are pretty close, and the performances of the car is pretty close to make it an interesting battle. Although I believe like McLaren would slightly edge out on Ferrari, but still, it's good to see both Norris and Leclerc, both young drivers, fighting it out and quite good friends also off the track. Seeing both of them fighting at them out, fighting it out on fifth and on P5 and P6 position, it's always good to see. So Norris especially like when when Daniel Ricciardo came in the team, there was a perception that Daniel Ricciardo will actually be ahead of Norris and over the course of the season would beat him. But I tend to hold the opposite view simply because Norris was one of the drivers who actually not sure whether he outqualified Sainz, but at least he was equal to Sainz on the head-to-head qualifying on Saturday. So definitely I favor the drivers or believe that the drivers who actually are faster in qualifying, they have a more potential because with experience, they get more consistency. They know when to, what battles to pick on Sunday. So they are able to get more points on a consistent basis as well. We got to see the same with Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo, like when both of them were teammates. Verstappen, he was slightly inexperienced, although he used to actually out-qualify Daniel Ricciardo, but because Daniel Ricciardo was more experienced, he was more consistent, his race, race craft was slightly refined. So Daniel Ricciardo usually end up picking up more points over the course of the whole season, but on the last couple of seasons, we got to see that Verstappen was the one who was getting more points than Daniel Ricciardo. So similarly, I felt that since Norris was pretty quick driver as compared to Sainz, uh, when he, both of them were driving for McLaren. So that's why I believe like similar story would uh, repeat itself when Daniel Ricciardo joins McLaren. Daniel Ricciardo definitely has a good race pace, has a good race craft, but Norris with experience which he has already had with McLaren, he would actually turn out to be a better driver for McLaren, not just at the starting, but over the course of the season as well. And he isn't disappointing right now. So let's talk about Leclerc. So Leclerc is the one who is actually shouldering all the pressure and all the hopes and dreams of Tifosi and he's doing a brilliant job right now. There's slightly less pressure also because no one is expecting him to fight for podiums or like fight for race wins. So there is slightly less pressure on him and still he's performing brilliantly. He's out driving the car which he has been given and he's constantly putting them in the best position which he can get right now. So hats off to him and his performances. The 7th and 8th position is slightly different from what we would have expected. So Alpine definitely, uh, like the car was definitely shining on this racetrack. Both Ocon and Alonso did a brilliant job. It's good to see like Ocon actually out qualifying Alonso, which I wasn't really expecting. Even though like if I think about it in hindsight, Ocon was the faster driver among him and Perez. Perez was one of the uh, more experienced drivers and definitely he is not, not slow. But still, like on Saturday race, on Saturday qualifying pace, Ocon was definitely a faster driver. Whereas on Sunday, because of his experience and race craft definite, and tire management skills, definitely Perez gathered more points than Ocon. So I believe a similar story is coming up over here as well, where Ocon, because of his qualifying pace, he outqualified Fernando Alonso. And he did a good race on Sunday as well. Even though like in the previous season, if you look at Daniel Ricciardo comfortably beat Ocon, but still like Ocon was gone for 
like he was out of formula 1 for a single whole year and that makes quite a lot of difference coming back on the grid so i believe like he was able to adjust it quite fast enough in alpine and right now he is doing a good job over there i don't see him replacing esteban ocon for gasly in at least in 2022 if ocon keeps up with his performances and definitely alonso came back in 2022 because of the new car new regulations and in the hope that alpine would be fast enough to compete for the podium so definitely i don't see both of the drivers being replaced for the 2022 20, season at least as of yet now so both ocon and alonso drove a brilliant race although alonso didn't had a good qualifying but still i in the second half we got to see alonso of the old he drove a brilliant race and overtaking multiple cars which who arguably were in the slightly faster car but still he was able to overtake uh, science who was in a ferrari he was over, able to overtake alfa tauri mclaren i believe all three of the cars are faster than alpine right now but still he was able, able to overtake shows that he has a raw pace and he still has the hunger so normally what i find with alonso is that if the car is not good, good enough he somehow just abandons it or uh, does not push the car enough so i have found it sometimes in the mclaren Uh, when he used to McLaren, drive a McLaren, especially I think in 2018, the last season where he reti- retired, but that hasn't so ha- that hasn't happened so far, which is quite a big relief. So we got to see uh, Fernando Alonso of old, especially in the second half where he was just charging through the field, and Ocon drove a solid race, although he was slightly anonymous, like there wasn't too much going on going on around him, but still he drove a solid race to finish. finish p7 so that's quite a good performance from him and quite a lot of solid points for both members of the team so daniel ricardo had a horrible qualifying so that's something not something which he would like to change he definitely would like to finish or reach q3 and probably qualifies sixth or seventh so daniel ricardo didn't have a good qualifying but his race was phenomenal and i believe he would be quite happy to finish in the points especially considering the qualifying which he had had So Daniel Ricardo is someone who is still adjusting to the new car and like someone pointed out that he is probably taking some more time to get adjusted because of the differences in the uh, engine as well like he went from driving for a Renault engine to a Mercedes engine so the way engineers uh, way the engines work and how they respond to the throttle uh, given by the driver so that also impacts how the drivers are actually driving the car so i believe he is adjusting so far and i believe he has a right attitude so not to not get frustrated that he is being out qualified and outpaced by a younger driver so he is slowly taking uh, things one at a time looking at the positives and race by race he is doing a better job so i believe he would be quite happy with the current performance which he is having moving on to pierre gasly so he has had a rags to riches story in the world of formula 1 so that is something which makes him root for him and pierre gasly is one of the drivers which i want him to do really well but that's not what we have seen in the season so far like alfa tauri is one of the uh, teams which we haven't really seen much potential or like we have seen the potential but they haven't really translated them to results on the race track on every race we have seen at least one of the drivers making a mistake on like not fully extracting the things out of the car and i believe like portuguese grand prix wasn't really uh, was a similar story we didn't really get to see the true pace of alfa tauri car they weren't probably able to set up the car properly 
I definitely expected Pierre Gasly to be slightly closer to Leclerc, considering the race pace which he has shown, considering the qualifying pace which he has shown. So Pierre Gasly is definitely doing the wonders in Alpha Tauri, uh, putting the car in the position where it shouldn't be probably, or perhaps he's actually uh, extracting the maximum out of the car and he's not able to translate that to the race pace uh, on Sunday. So def- that's why uh, if you like look at the standings, Alpha Tauri is nowhere near either a McLaren or Ferrari, but that's where they should be. They should be actually fighting with McLaren and Ferrari, but that's how it is right now. I believe like Gasly will look at it and hopefully things will improve at Alpha Tauri because they're definitely lost out on a lot many points which they could have won or at least should have won in all the three races so far which we have had in 2021 season. Uh, so talking about Carlos Sainz, I believe Carlos Sainz is doing a quite a good job in adjusting to the new team. So this could probably be also attributed to Carlos Sainz has already switched a lot many teams in the past as well. Like he started off with being an Alpha Tori or Red Bull Junior driver and he has switched quite a lot of teams uh, so far. So he knows how to adjust to a new team and new working environment. So I believe that Carlos Sainz is one of the drivers among the drivers who have uh, change the teams to have adjusted to the new team and new car pretty well. So it was quite a good surprise to see Carlos Sainz starting on the P5 position on Sunday. So definitely he would be quite pleased with his performances of and like out qualifying his much more experienced driver uh, in the form of Leclerc. By more experienced by mean at least more experienced in Ferrari rather than in the whole career. So definitely on Saturday, Carlos Sainz would be quite happy with the improvement which he has shown. On the race, I believe some of the blame also lies on Ferrari with the medium tyres which he had, which Ferrari team put on Carlos Sainz. Although in hindsight, it is quite easy to say that they should have put in the hard tyres instead of the medium tyres. Because, but we also have to consider the amount of information which they had at that time. Because McLaren followed a similar strategy where Landon Norris started off with I believe on the soft tires and then moved on to the medium tires rather than the hard tires and it worked out beautifully for them. So I believe Ferrari tried to do the similar thing with Carlos Sainz as well. They tried to do an undercut which didn't work. So they put him with the medium tires because they because probably they might have data that medium tires uh, work pretty well or like would have been sufficient to finish the race. Similar thing was done by McLaren as well but still like uh, he, Carlos Sainz wasn't able to manage the tires and because of that even though like he was in a pretty good position like he was in the sixth position uh, when he pitted I think but he lost out on so many points and he finished out of the points. So I wouldn't squarely blame it on Sainz also because Ferrari already had the data from Leclerc because Leclerc started the race on medium tires so they already had the data uh, for the medium tires from the Leclerc as well and like Leclerc, Leclerc wasn't happy with the medium tires so they should have probably be slightly bolder and taken a chance on the harder tires which they did with Leclerc which like for in the case of Leclerc they anyway had to do it because he started on medium tires and you have to use two types of different compounds on the race but still I believe it was slightly fault on the Ferrari side that Sainz wasn't able to finish up higher on the grid and slight partly also because also I'll blame it on Sainz as well where he didn't actually voice his opinion that they should actually go for a harder tire rather than on the medium tires. And also he wasn't able to manage the tires effectively, as effectively as Lando Norris. That could be both because of driver's ability and also because of numerous factors like 
how the car is set up in general as well. But still, I believe like Carlos Sainz would be quite happy with his performance. Uh, he would probably look at some of the things which he could improve so that he finishes slightly closer to Leclerc. Slightly disappointing race for him. But if I believe like he takes it positively and just thinks about his own performance, I believe it was pretty good. So let's talk about Ant- Giovinazzi now, Antonio Giovinazzi. So Giovinazzi is like probably one of the drivers which I like and he is improving also like considering how he actually like considering his debut year in Formula 1 and the position and uh, like where he was starting the race and finishing the race and if we look at the performances uh, right now relative to Kimi I think he has developed as a driver quite a lot he is quite a fun personality as well just that because he is in Alfa Romeo and there isn't any controversy with them there's not much coverage which is given to the Alfa Romeo, especially when Kimi, when he has Kimi as one of the drive, Kimi has as one of the teammates. So, uh, uh, Giovinazzi is one of the drivers where he is not getting much limelight, but he is definitely improving as a driver, and he, I want him to actually uh, f- like drive for a for a race car which is probably higher up in the midfield and not lower down in the midfield because I want him to actually fight for points position so that when a person is or a driver is actually fighting for the points then people are more able to actually take notice of but because he is not able to fight for the points I believe there is slightly hunger which is missing from him although I believe he is a brilliant driver and he is actually like uh, showing quite good performances and consistent performances also just that it is not reflecting on the race results because he is not fighting for the uh, championship points. And because of it, because of which he isn't able to get the limelight, I believe Alfa Romeo might uh, not Alfa Romeo because he because he is in the Alfa Romeo team because Ferrari made him uh, race over there. But he might lose out on that position. They might actually put Mick Dri- another driver like Mick Schumacher over there. But because of like there is not much media attention to Giovinazzi and. Not many people have noticed how much he has improved that he might lose out on his seat. But some part of it also falls on Giovinazzi to actually pull out some of the extraordinary performances and capitalize on some of the crazy crazy races which we have had. But still, like I like him and I want him to improve a lot. So Sebastian Vettel has a brilliant qualifying. I believe like that would have given him some confidence that yes, he has a race pace. he has the qualifying pace so far and he hasn't lost that pace and he is still able to actually put the Aston Martin car in Q3 but still I like he would be pretty disappointed by the step which has taken like step back which has been taken by the Aston Martin team because I believe at the starting of the race starting of the season they were probably uh, thinking of fighting Red Bull and being in the P3 position and they are nowhere near that right now. It's probably the seventh fastest car on the grid right now. So it's definitely not a good position to be in and good performances, good performance by Vettel in the, uh, on Saturday uh, like uh, going up in Q3 but uh, definitely on the race pace there is something which is a lot to be desired. And similar for Stroll as well, like Stroll didn't have a good qualifying, similar, like like everybody knows that qualifying is not as uh, good asset or like good quality in him. He's definitely trying to improve it, but considering just this race, 
as a separate piece uh, stall didn't do a good job in qualifying on the race however he is quite fast and like he finished uh, just behind vettel i don't believe like they had anything else to do like they could have done anything much else simply because the car is lower or like quite very slow on the race pace although like hats off to giovanazzi for finishing ahead of aston martin i believe like alfa romeo car is not that much better than aston martin so finishing ahead of them is definitely a good point and also like over the as i've already said that i believe stroll over the course of a season would beat sebastian vettel so and like his performance in portuguese wasn't something which is which was outstanding as such it was a decent performance but nothing extraordinary or anything to talk about on 15th position we have yuki sonoda like no one would have expected two bad races from him considering the first race which he had had so far so definitely he wouldn't be quite happy with it but the good thing which sonoda has for this particular portuguese grand prix was that he drove a clean race he didn't actually get into any crashes or he didn't made any much mistakes as of yet in the portuguese grand prix the only thing was that he was slightly slow but that could be attributed to him being slightly cautious especially the because of the second race which he had in emola where he made a lot of many mistakes and he also went outside the track and lot many positions so that's why i believe that he went he went in with an attitude where he wanted to have a clean race even though he might have to be slightly cautious and he might lose out on positions because of this so but still i believe like it's a good learning curve for him considering he is in his rookie year to have a few clean races before actually going for the push and uh, aiming for the uh, overtakes which might have been risky earlier on now we have like we go into some of the similar drivers uh, which we usually see at the back of the grid we have george russell another excellent performance with him for him in qualifying and but race pace was completely wasn't there i believe like george russell is one of the drivers who actually uh, adjust the cars according to the qualifying rather than the race pace so that's why we see extraordinary performances by him in a single lap but on the race somehow he always falls back and he's out always out of points so i don't know whether it is because of the car or the way he sets up the car but anyways like as long as he keeps beating latifi and he shows excellent performances in qualifying i don't think he has anything to worry about and i do believe that he'll get the opportunity for mercedes in the next year otherwise there's a quite a good chance that he will actually move out of the mercedes camp and probably start looking for places in some other teams because spending williams in 4 years like is not something which is good or like it's not helping his career and is also missing out on some of the uh, opportunities to grow as a driver as well because right now uh, i believe like it's the correct time and he is probably moving towards the prime in his driver's career as well so he definitely wouldn't like to waste his time in a williams where he isn't able to actually compete for positions so i believe like mercedes won't be having much choice but to actually replace bottas with george russell so that he can get at least like one or two years uh, experience in mercedes and like learning from hamilton and like knowing how he operates so that he can actually become the number one driver when and as and when lewis hamilton retires uh, so let's talk about uh, mick schumacher so i believe like it would be a win for him because he was able to finish ahead of latifi and like it was able to overtake a williams 
So Haas definitely easily is one of the worst cars on the grid and he is able to finish ahead of Williams so that is something which will give him quite a bit of confidence and it is quite positive for him as well. Another, another clean lap and a, a, another clean race for him. So definitely that builds up on the experience, builds up on the knowledge which Schumacher is gaining in the paddock so far and he definitely has, Vettel has one of the mentors so far. So another decent performance for him. There's not much up to talk about because he is not actually competing with many cars. He only has his own teammate and probably Williams to actually compete for. So considering that, I believe he did a good job in that respect. So Nicholas Latifi is like the second Williams driver. He definitely has to improve. So like if we consider his performances with George Russell, so he definitely has to improve. There is a big chasm of performance difference between George Russell and him. And it's his second year also, it's not like it's his first year in Formula 1, so he definitely has to improve a lot. He definitely needs to be actually closer to George Russell if he wants some other better team to actually pick him up. I don't believe he has any affiliations with other teams, so that makes him quite a bit difficult. So he definitely has to show his race pace improve and his qualifying also improve and at least beat George Russell at least 3-4 times in the past, in the whole season, so that other teams... Uh, other teams just considered him as one of the contenders or like one of the replacements if they are looking for uh, some other driver. So not a good race I believe for Latifi especially considering like he was passed by Schumacher so that's something which he uh, simply can't ha let it happen in the race. So another uh, horrible race or hard race for Nikita Mezapin so definitely he is not enjoying the moment like despite being at the top topmost pinnacle of motorsport definitely he wouldn't be enjoying right now uh, he had another spin in the race and he was passed by almost every driver on the track he finished last he was well behind michael schumacher sorry not michael schumacher but mick schumacher his teammate and he also got i believe a penalty point and penalty as well for blocking perez despite having the blue flags blue flags also so he's definitely not gaining a good reputation, not just in the Formula 1 paddock, but outside as well. So definitely he would be looking to redeem himself. The good thing is that he had a clean race so far, like he didn't get involved in any crashes. He was able to finish the whole race. So that is one positive thing. And I believe, I really want him to do well because he's quite young. At that time, I believe like a lot many people would say like a lot many stupid things, although that doesn't give him, give him the right to do anything outside the track so definitely his actions were definitely not something to be admired or like even feel accepted so the so some of the criticism which he receives is quite valid and deserved as well but then again he has an opportunity to redeem himself and i believe like with his good behavior and good performances on the racetrack i believe that he can redeem himself and the only DNF of the race was Kimi Raikkonen, slightly unusual from him because he's super cautious and his racecraft is quite clean. So quite an unusual error from him where he was looking at the uh, wheel and adjusting some of the buttons rather than focusing ahead, which led him to actually like just ram his car in his teammate's car and it ruined the race, uh, complete race for him. He also couldn't go to paddock because the front wing of the car was actually stuck behind under the car itself. So he wasn't actually able to make his way across the track to the 
pit stop so that he can actually get the front wing changed so at that time just this simple mistake actually ruined his whole race so far so there's nothing much to talk about Kimi Raikkonen so I think that's wrap wraps up all the drivers who have competed in the Formula 1 Portuguese, Portuguese Grand Prix so next race we have in Barcelona the Spanish Grand Prix we hope to see good performances from both Alonso and uh, Carlos Sainz I do want to see uh, some new driver on the podium probably Perez or Leclerc and definitely I want to see Gasly in the race points probably on the sixth or seventh position so that he can get some healthy bits of points for Alpha Tori. I like Alpha Tori as a team because despite despite being restricted so much financially and being the kind of a B team to Red Bull still they are able to deliver such good performances and able to even like win two races in the last decade so that is something definitely I am looking forward to and I hope probably some rain might also improve the racing a bit and throw in some uncertainty also on the racetrack. So that's it for now. Thank you all for joining and tuning into Formula 1 Mirror Podcast. See you in the next, next episode. Bye guys and take care as well. Thank you. Bye.